Hello and welcome to 100 Women in Insurance podcast. My name is Sandra Lewin and I am your host. I'm on the mission to make insurance a career choice, not a chance. Together with my amazing guests, we are sharing our career stories, tips and much more and hope to inspire to join and remain in insurance. The industry is changing, so it couldn't be a better time to showcase the fantastic women across the insurance market. Let's jump into today's episode. So, hi, Emma, and thank you so much for joining me on the 100 Women in Insurance podcast. It's lovely to have you here. Um, funny enough, I've sort of reached out to you on, on LinkedIn, and we very quickly exchanged the sort of, I would say, made-up saints. So I think you, you've said, you know, you've had a manically amazing time at the conference. Uh, and I said, I am excitingly scared about the new chapter in my life. So, um, when you know, we, I think you're in that new dictionary, when have we got our <laughs> coming out? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think they should be added to them. I think this is, this is what we should be going with. Um, but Emma, for those who don't know you, could you just give us a bit of a, um, introduction short to, to yourself, what you do? Yes, of course. Um, firstly, thank you so much for having me on here. I must say when you, yeah, when you messaged me and I thought that's absolutely something that I'd love to be a part of. Um, so I'm Emma, I am head of conference at the British Insurance Brokers Association. And for anyone who doesn't know, Biba does an annual conference every year. Um, and this year we got 9,000 people in two days and it is indeed manically amazing. Um, and I head up a team of four of us who organize absolutely everything to do with the conference. Fantastic. And for those who don't know Biba, what does it stand for and what is it? So it's the Trade Association for Insurance Brokers. Um, and so the event, really the whole point and the crux of the event is to bring together the um, brokers and the insurers together and all of the sort of insurance community as a wider term under one roof so that they can do business. And so there's so much more that Biba does than just conference, my goodness, from lobbying government and public affairs to all of the, you know, comms that we put out about members and what mem what the, the usefulness of going to a broker, why you go to a broker rather than shopping on, you know, um, money supermarket or <laughs> not that I'm saying don't. Benefits of using someone whose entire job it is to find something that um, is exactly what what consumers and customers want. Um, and uh, all the other things like keeping in touch with regulation, all the FCA changes and compliance so that our broker members can navigate their way um, through. So it's fantastic different departments doing lots of important things. <laughs> Thank you for, for explaining that. And um, we always start this podcast with a question of, was the career in insurance a choice or a chance? So for me, it was, um, it was chance. I had trained and studied um, a drama and theatre studies degree at Exeter. And I knew that I loved theatre, I loved, you know, live events and um, I went into stage management and I had a, a, a successful career in, uh, in the West End, stage managing musicals and plays for a good many years. Uh, and then I fancied a change and um, we had a family business in event organising and Bieber was one of their clients. And so when I 
sort of thought about, okay, what else could I do? I thought, oh, well, I'll, you know, try my hand at this. I'll see how I feel, you know, because everyone was like, oh, yeah, cross-transferable skills. Yeah, and I thought, okay, well, I'll give it a go. And that was in 2016, and honestly, I haven't looked back. It was um, it was just something that was made to be. I absolutely adored it. I did, um, yeah, 2016, 17, 18, 19, in terms of, like, the annual conference, and we organized mm-hmm. it from an agency point of view. Um, and then COVID hit and I was due to go to Australia. I had planned that I would go and do right. um, a year um, sort of working holiday before I was too old and they didn't want me anymore. Um, and the borders shut and so COVID happened and I never, uh, they never reopened in time. And then Bieber got in touch and said, your dial tone sounds like you're still in the UK. <laughs> to come in house. And I jumped to the chance. And so, um, yeah, I now lead my team. And we, we had our first in-person event in 2022, um, which was just because it was the first one that anyone had done since COVID, you know, in, in sort of three years. It was, um, and some of our contractors have changed because some of them mm-hmm. had said, made it through the pandemic. So it was really hard. 2022 was really hard. And we were so overwhelmed at the end of it with just, the fact that we'd done it and we'd got there and we'd got everyone yeah. back and everyone had a wonderful time and said, you know, it was the best one. And then we sort of sat, you know, sat down afterwards and thought, God, how are we going to better that? Because, you know, there was that feeling of really coming back after the pandemic and reuniting, yes. you know. Um, and we've just had our 2023 event in May and it was record breaking. We have record breaking attendance and the feedback has been amazing and we just can't wait to do it all again. Honestly, it's like we get, we're just thrilled with the opportunity to do it all again. <laughs> amazing. You even won a award this year, didn't you, for um, for the conference? Yes, we won Best Association Event at the conference. Yeah. Yes, that was lovely. That was amazing. Great. It was funny at our table. One of the um, one of the girls in our membership, I think, came second for like best scream of the night. <laughs> I did not know there was. If it's like a real award, but because we were just so thrilled that we, you know, because we we've never put ourselves forward for that kind of thing, and we did, and the fact that the judges could see how beneficial it was for the industry and that you know and how hard we've worked was just wonderful so it's great a word pride of place in the office <laughs> <laughs> well done that's that sounds great i mean i have so many questions of the back of just the story of your of your career but i have to ask west end and insurance insurance is a you know a um sort of a, a, a negative at the moment connotations uh, out there right when you say insurance people think boring which is a lot of people are doing work at the moment to try and change that this this podcast including um but when i think about a western western shows and insurance i feel even myself though i like insurance big difference (laughs) even more so when i told you that i did book of mormon for two years you know quite on the other on the other scale um but really, it's all just still about um, live events. You, it can be anything, you know, it could be almost the driest subject. But if you find out what that niche is that the that, that particular industry needs, and for this industry, because it is so people 
based, people focused. Mm -hmm. The crux of it is bringing people together. And then what you add, the magic that you add, like theatre, in a in a really cheesy analogy that I've just come up with, the magic that you add are all of the extra bits and pieces. Like when we had the wellness zone this year and we had, you know, we had puppies come. And, you know, and then when we have people like Samo Farah, you know, um, speaking to our audience who, you know, might probably never have had the opportunity to hear from these people. And it's those little touches that um, mean that someone hopefully comes away from be the conference or you know any event in a different industry and goes god what a fantastic you know my mind is blown in so many different ways um and so in a way they are they are similar um but also yes very different um but it's putting on a show isn't it because i think you've touched on something very interesting that i spoke to a few people recently about and um is that um that emotional piece and i uh, we've mentioned sarah from boston talis as well earlier before we start recording we've just spoken today about it that often people forget about the emotion so we talk about the why but it's not the why it's actually how you want people to feel when they leave the conference how do you want them to feel when they are at the conference and i mean i i didn't attend this year fever but i did hear about the puppies i mean that's kind of dominated linkedin is that like you know success to a good conference get the puppies in there i mean that definitely goes viral so. i mean bearing in mind one of the feedbacks so we go out with like delegate feedback and someone wrote what would you like to see in the wellness zone next year baby goats so <laughs> i don't know whether i just maybe need to put on a farm like a farmyard trip maybe actually that's all the fever conference needs to just tip us over the edge um but yeah it is the experiences and i think that because we now live in a semi-hybrid world, it mm. takes even more to get people out of their homes. And I think right. you have to deliver something that you cannot get at home. Yes. More so than when everyone was in offices because everyone was always leaving their home. Everyone was always traveling. It was very easy to go to things after work. you know. But I think probably, and I'm not actually sure, I don't know how many people are still living a semi-hybrid. Um, mm sort of existence um, and that work-life balance. So you do, you know, we did think really hard and think, okay, well, we've got to deliver something really special to um, to entice people to come to Manchester for two, three days, you know, away from home. Um, so yeah, it is, it's about audience engagement really. And that's, it's the engaging factor that I think has brought my experience from the West End and, you know, um, through into conferences. Because really, we, you know, you go to conferences, you have to think, you go to conferences for so many reasons. Number one mm -hmm. is definitely to do business. We know that. It's, you know, fundamentally, people say that they get months worth of business done in two days. Brilliant. But what else can you, you know, what else can you get? What are those things that make you go, oh, my God, that was the best one. So... I'm hoping that we can come up with some more next year that maybe isn't a health and safety problem like um, ducks, goats, geese, <laughs> anything else for pets. Pony rides. I mean, you pony know, you, rides. pony yeah. rides. That's where you go. Down Manchester Central in the aisles. <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> oh my God, that would be so good. <laughs> But I think it, it's definitely a, a very valid point that people do, I would say, still majority live that hybrid um, 
life and and we got used to it and it's i never thought about how do i entice people to come in and to the conference or even office right so i think it's a it's an interesting topic that definitely needs exploring more um and obviously you you definitely do a do a great job there i mean if we were to say you know there's there's a popular trend of TikTok day in life what would be a day of life of a head of conference at Viva. What would that TikTok look like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not actually on TikTok. So. Well, that's fine. Not many people are, but uh, that are listening. But it's the concept of it. I think we all understand. <laughs> yeah, and it started, didn't it? I mean, God, I remember years ago reading like the back of the stylist magazine on the train home, and that oh, yes, stay in the life of, and it would be, you know, brilliant random jobs you would never even think about. And it's actually, in a way, it's such a great thing in terms of careers as well, really, because there are so many, I was having this conversation with someone the other day, and they were like, I almost want, now that we're adults, I almost want a sort of careers fair, or I almost want someone to tell me all those, all those mad, interesting jobs that no one ever thinks gets done, you know. Um, so I think day in the life, I mean, for me, it would be hard because what I love about my job is it's so varied. I mean, we organise literally everything to do with the exhibition. So it uh, and conference and marketing and social media and sponsorship and catering and signage and speakers and all of that. So my day could be, depending on where we are on, on the sort of life cycle of the event, it could be signing off social media, ordering thousands of chairs, approving budget, briefing contractors, sorting out the advertising, <laughs> paying for things, booking things. It's um, yeah. It's it literally is um a real smorgasbord of things, and that's why I love what I do so much. And I think that's that's you've mentioned earlier about transferable skills, right? And I think and 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 it's interesting you you made a point about the career fair for adults. I'll, I'll come back to that. But the transferable skill, your role is so um buried and it includes so much but it always comes back to building relationships being able to plan things um and i think that's oh my god that's right deadlines because you the when you get close to the show it's you have to know exactly when everything needs to be done because things won't wait for you trucks won't wait for you to deliver Mm. everything you need you know and actually you know, even sort of post-Brexit, post-COVID, that's changed as well. And so we also now have to also bring in a certain flexibility that I think possibly before wouldn't have been that high on the list, um, Mm -hmm. just simply because everything is such a moving feast, both in terms of money and budget, but also things coming from abroad and this, that and the other. And, And other businesses, because we liaise with so many different people, we are liaising with our exhibitors, our delegates, our contractors, and because everyone is also also liaising with everyone, and there is still a, I think there is still a, a certain level of, um, what's the word? It's not volatile at all, but it because it's softer than that. But it is still a mo- everything is still a moving feast, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so I think flexibility um, and pulling all of those strands together is also really important now yeah. and I think will be going forward as well. 
Yeah, and I think that's that's an interesting thing about the skill sets because um, I often talk about there's one we know there is a problem in the insurance industry around talent, um, and there's you know a lot of amazing work being done about attracting new talent. But I also talk about retention, and I think what we don't do enough of, and, and we've touched on some of the rec- uh, podcasts um, it, that I've had so far is the retention and transferable skills. So we have some amazing talent already in the industry, but do we actually identify and have these conversations with ourselves or with our colleagues or within firms going, do you know, I've been doing this job for X amount of years. It just doesn't, I, I need to change. I like the industry. I like maybe even the company, but something needs to change. And do we identify enough the skills that you know could transfer and go across and I love the idea of a career fair for adults because I think we all reach the point in our career where we're like oh is this is this it I fancy a change but I don't know what to do and I think that's the thing about insurance that's why I ask about the day in life because we don't know what other jobs are out there and there are some amazing jobs And you know what's nice is that people would think that we do an amazing job, you know, Mm -hmm. and they'll be in a different industry doing something similar in terms of relationship building, building it with clients, you know, uh, presenting pitches and all of this, which actually could very easily, if you spent some time understanding the insurance industry, you could be an excellent addition, someone that would come with outside ideas. And that's what Mm -hmm. I'm always so sort of passionate about is actually when you're you know there are these cross transferable skills in so many different career choices for example as an event organizer someone who does event organizing for a pharmaceutical company you know something totally different to insurance Mm. you know has absolutely no bearing really but because you are still organizing a live event and engaging things for delegates you still need to listen to the feedback work out that what you're giving is what people actually want to receive they would come with amazing ideas in and vice versa, you know? So there almost needs to be this give and take between industries so that you constantly have fresh ideas coming. Yeah, I, I, completely, I completely agree. And um, talking about sort of people coming into the industry, you've come in from, from a different wow. side into insurance. There is a lot of misconceptions. What would you say is the biggest misconception and what would you want people to know before joining insurance you know what it's exactly what you said at the beginning which is that there is this feeling that it's boring i mean honestly i've not been bored one day since i started (laughs) 2016 so i can't say enough (laughs) you know it isn't my gosh i mean and even just in management meetings hearing you know hearing what all the other departments are doing it's so fascinating and i think because people seem to forget that if you're a if you're a consumer, and I think this is also something that needs to change in terms of how it's how it's received. When you're when you're a consumer, because this out of all of the industries, this is something that we all also have an experience of from the other side. You know, yeah. there are other industries that will never really be put in the shoes of someone who is trying to purchase whatever it is that they're purchasing. Mm. You know, say you've got a thing about you know machinery or armory or anything it's unlikely that you will know how it feels on the other side. Whereas in insurance, we know exactly how it feels. We're actually in such a strong position to be able to put in ideas because 
every year we've got to do our car insurance, our home insurance, our this insurance, or something, God forbid, happens and you've got to claim for flooding and all that kind of thing. So I think there is a misconception that people assume that it will be the same as how you feel as a consumer, being like, mm. oh, God, I've got to get my quotes. But actually, that isn't what it's like in the industry. Yeah. And I don't know how you shift that, but it would be good to, because otherwise people will never consider it an insurance career, because all they'll be thinking is, well, like getting quotes every day. <laughs> you know, yes, exactly. When, obviously at all. Um, but it is, it's that, do you know what we had done? Um, so every year, well, for the last, I think, eight years, we've done a Young Broker Day at conference. Yeah. And this year we invited 50 local school students in Manchester to come and actually see what the insurance industry is like. Um, you know, and conference is such a fantastic way to see it at its mm -hmm. best. So Young Broker Day, and they were sat down, and our fantastic hosts, we had um, Florence Dennis, we had Ola Jacob, um, and they, we had Ben Macro, and they sort of sat down. The first thing they said was, okay, what do you, what, what do you think of insurance? And they did one of those word clouds, you know, where you have like really big yes. words and small words. And literally the biggest word was like boring or something. And I can't even remember what it was. And I walked into that, I walked into the room at that very moment. And I thought, oh my God, what is going on? What have we done? And then they did the same word cloud half an hour later when they'd heard from amazing speakers about the benefits of this, that, and the other. And it totally changed. The word cloud was then like, fascinating, interesting, want to know more, you know, these kind of things. And I just thought, God, if you can do that in half an hour with some fantastic, you know, speakers being inspir inspirational, think about what we could do if we gave it more attention. Yeah, I think that's a really nice, nice way of describing it. And it's amazing what you've achieved within half an hour and more we can do of that. And I think this is where social media comes in quite a lot in play because more we can show up that way and show the other side of insurance as a career rather than as a user. I really like that distinction. That's a good way of this explaining it. And um, we, we will be changing that. I mean, we spoke about Viva winning an award, but oh. you also were nominated for Rising Star, isn't it? And how does it feel to shine? I kind of had to put it that way. And and, and the reason why I want to ask you is because, and, and I'm being stereotypical here, but, you know, uh, it's said that women tend to not receive the praise very well, right? We kind of brush it off and move on if someone says job well done. Um, how did you feel receiving that? And and yeah, how does it feel to shine and do you own it? Yeah, no, I was so, I've been so grateful that throughout my career and actually my previous career as well, I have had some really supportive people sort of believe in me from, you know, from the word go. And actually, it's so lovely that in those awards as well, that it was highlighted the people that do the the not less normal insurance jobs, you know? Yeah. These insurance companies wouldn't survive without the marketing, the comms mm. departments, the accounts, the finance, the this, the, that, and the other. And actually, it was lovely that um, that there were people nominated on those um, on those awards that had a non-standard um career but no i was i was absolutely over the moon if you can also take a stella <laughs> into stella <laughs> um but yeah about sort of praise i think that it's such a shame because actually what it is is that someone has seen in something someone has seen something in you 
that they either appreciate, are grateful for, have noticed when you've gone above and beyond. And actually, you have to have not only yes to your self-belief, but also just listen to that. Don't shut that out. Because some someone's looking at you and going, God, you, you did great work, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I when you sort of, you know, when we were thinking about this earlier, and I likened it to sometimes, this is, a, again, it's a strange reference, but sometimes if someone says like, oh, I really like that top, I'd be like, oh, thanks, it's just Primark, or oh, yeah. it's just Pinterest. You know, you're almost excusing the fact that someone thinks you look nice. And That's actually, it. sometimes I stop myself and go, Emma, what are you doing, you know? Not only are you showing that you love a bargain, but it's also more than that. It's about taking it, taking the praise that you've had and gone, thank you. Yes, I did work really hard. Or I did put this on and think, yes, this looks nice. Or, you know, any of those other, you know, things. And it's to block it out is a shame for everyone. It's also a shame for the person who is believing in you and is, you know, is supporting you as well. Because then they don't get what they want from it, which is actually just to be praising, you know? That's that's a really nice way of thinking about it. And I think that, that T-shirt analogy um, is really good because we tend to say when someone says nice T-shirt, you go, thank you, but. Yeah. And it's the same with praise. And just pause, just say thank you. Um, and, and I like that point around the person that gives you that praise. They generally, I mean, I mean, maybe there are people out there that lie, but I think generally when people say you've done a good job or they like something about you, they mean it. They wouldn't yeah. say it otherwise. So, exactly. um I like that thing back to that t-shirt and don't excuse your t-shirt just own it that you've put it oh, on and you made yeah. that choice <laughs> that's one takeaway from this podcast <laughs> that is it if that's all you're going to take take that own your t-shirt <laughs> i might get that a shop. own your t-shirt that would be weird I'm starting a merchandise, I think, because this is the second podcast where we've come up with a t-shirt idea. So, um, yeah, I think we, we really need to get these t-shirts going. <laughs> I mean, this is, but this is the beauty of our being insurance. You get to meet so many amazing people. If you were to, um, you know, say one thing that thanks to being to the, in the insurance industry, you got to experience and, you know, that could be meeting and you've named some amazing people already and experiences, but if, if it was one thing to stand out, what would it be? Oh my goodness. Um, for me, can I say a couple of things? Of course you can. Of course you can. Don't limit yourself. <laughs> in terms of like the event, yes, my goodness, I have been able to meet some incredibly inspirational speakers that um, not only have I therefore listened to their stories um, when they're on stage, um, although I never get to hear the whole thing because I'm always being pulled with the microphone in my ear, someone going, uh, Emma, can you come here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> But also backstage and sort of seeing how they, you know, seeing how they work, getting a bit of um, a bit of an inside track into how they do what they do best. And that is people like Simo Farah, all of the politicians that I've met, um, the, all of the Olympians. I mean, a few years ago, we had Jess Ennis. We've had this year, we had um, some absolutely fantastic speakers. Um, it's also... From a personal point of view, if I was going to look at that, look at it from a career development side of things, what I've got from this industry, in te- from the career in my industry, is um, leading my team, um, which 
I get immense pride with from. Um, and it's funny, actually, we had, when we were at the close of this, um, of this event, literally we were, it was about one in the morning and we were waiting for the get out. Because we have to, that's the thing is that everyone leaves at four and goes, mm. okay, great, bye. <laughs> we, have to, um, we have to break everything down, you know, so it was 1am and I just, you know, we were in the office um, in our hives and I just was filled, honestly, with the biggest pride for what we had achieved and we all shed a tear and it's those kind of moments where if you're involved in something that you are passionate about and you believe in and you are leading a team of people who are passionate and believe in something and go the extra mile in a soppy way there's just nothing like it so from a develop from my own personal career development it was heading up a department of people who i trust um and who do great work Oh, it's amazing. That's a really, really nice reflection. I think that's that's lovely. It's experiences, but as well, actually, your personal satisfaction. I think is is yeah. what it is, and it, it takes us back to unexpected stuff in the insurance role, which is which is amazing. Well, I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. We're going to speak about t-shirt merchandise um, yeah, after. <laughs> And um, and then I'm looking forward to the goats and ponies next yeah. year. Um, yeah. that is that is definitely another takeaway. Um, <laughs> um, no, really enjoyed speaking to you, and um, yeah, look forward to to following your career further. Oh, thanks, Andre. It's been an absolute joy, and thank you for creating such a good, you know, such a great podcast. This will be a fantastic way for people to see all of the different careers in insurance and what it's like to be a woman in the insurance industry and you're doing great work so <laughs> thank you thank you so much thank you for listening to today's episode help us spread the word by following us on linkedin and tiktok at 100 women in insurance rate our podcast and share it on your social media platforms remember this is a podcast for you so your opinion matters to us if you have any recommendations or comments please get in touch through our social media. We'll love to hear from you. See you in our next episode.